We Like Dota is brought to you with the generous support of our patrons. Patrons like Eel Draven, Ninja Skelts, Samson Magnuson, Rx Cowbell, Surreal, CBX, Mr. Fancy Pants, Bean Dob, Monster, Icebug, Spenguin, Titus Andromedon, Dank, Zynason, The Couch Chef, Paul Turner, Jeff Peterson, Kruger, Javier Lacho Play, Wisp, Zeke, Strawcab, That Charlie, Justin, Zach, and Why Is There Only One Norwegian Pro Player? If you'd like to join the list of patrons, head on over to WeLikeDota.com and follow the links to our Patreon. We Like Dota episode 343 starts now. 44. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> Uh, welcome, listeners, to We Like Dota episode 344 as my co-host, Charlene. Hello, Charlene. <laughs> hello. Hello, Jim. Hello, Internet. <laughs> Charlene, I have big news. Oh, what is it? What is it? I walked yesterday. Oh, nice. I'm a, I'm a big boy now. Is, is there still, like, a lingering debuff, or? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, okay. Uh, my, my movement speed's very slow. Um, I haven't done it over long distances and I have a big giant gray air cast. Okay. Uh, oh, but I, I did. I guess, I, I guess you've progressed from being like stunned to now just slowed. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's, yeah, I was stunned. And then I was also like silenced for a while because. <laughs> stunned and silenced. Okay. Yeah. Cause if you're on two crutches, you can't do anything, you know? Mm. And then like, I or spent about a, a week disarm? and a half. Wait, is that oh, it's a a oh, because yeah. your arms are being used in place of your legs? Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, I was disarmed for a while. Then I had like a week and a half on one crutch, and mm -hmm. I could carry my coffee around again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then yesterday, I was doing the dishes, and I was like, you know, I'm not really leaning too much on this thing. And I took a step with some uh, bowls in my hand and put them back on the shelf. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm very, like, I can't believe that, like... Six weeks ago, my bones were in, like, multiple pieces. Right. The body now, is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. And, like, the all the the work that was done to put everything back together. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty wild. Nice. When's yeah. your next, like, checkup thing? Whatever. Oh, I got, like, a month, actually. Okay. So he gave me the this walking cast said the fracture is fully healed. You can put as much weight on it as you feel comfortable with. It'll take time, work with your PT, but scheduling PT is like impossible right now in the United States. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a long and, and even more boring story. So I just kind of kept trying to put more weight on it. Um, I start PT with a new place next week. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're going from there. Nice. I, um, so excited. Awesome. I'm happy for you. How did Yeah, thank you. How did your uh shot go? I heard last week you got Yeah, I got my shot. Um it was fine. I my arm was sore, but mm -hmm. other than that, nothing too major. I did feel kind of sluggish the day after. Like I wasn't mm -hmm. up for necessarily doing anything, but I tried to nap and I couldn't nap either. So that was it. Ugh. It was just a a couple of days of sore arm, one day of mild sluggishness 
Wonderful. Do you have to go back for another one? Or did you get? I do. Back? No, I. Okay. And the projected date right now is two months, so it'll be huh. Augustish until I get my second shot. Interesting. I thought like you had to get it within a month. I guess it doesn't I, really matter all that much. I think there have been some like recent studies that if you wait at least, I think six weeks is what it's advised. Like you'll get the huh. most out of the booster shot or something. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Very I mean, cool. I'm just happy to get a first shot. It just feels nice to have like, you know, general immunity. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, in addition to general immunity from uh, SARS-CoV-2, <laughs> yes. How how do you feel about Dota? How does Dota make you what feel? What a segue! Uh, how to, uh, in addition to general immunity, I, I'm trying to understand your actual segue. There. Did I get <laughs> Did I get any Did I get any BKVs? Did I No, I don't think I did it. Um, so it's just <laughs> It's just the last thing you said. Then the we'll next thing we're doing. It, it doesn't it. matter what it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Uh, my Dota feelings are really good. I've been really enjoying the Animator. I think yeah. the timing of things is amenable as well to my like loose work schedule so i already Mm. work from home and i can kind of choose my hours so i choose to work in my afternoons which is really nice because then i just wake up watch dota (laughs) have some (laughs) have either like brunch or lunch or something and then finish watching dota and then i go and work at it it's just been (laughs) a fantastic couple of weeks with that and uh, my personal feelings on dota um, I've just been playing a lot of Luna still. I, 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 yeah, it hasn't been boring yet. Like I'll play two or three games a night, and I'll play Luna in ninety percent of them. If I'm starting to kind of feel bored, I'll play AA instead. What? Uh, yeah. That's the, the exciting hero you go to. I I like him. I I think I have been really appreciating the the like prediction play that's required to have strong ice blasts ah so yeah um the the one break in this though was that i actually queued with some uh some listeners some uh we like dota members goth here and zal's zach oh nice and it was a (laughs) the game itself felt really hard so the lineup was um goth went mid snapfire um zach played drow and i supported him in lane as a dazzle and then we had an offlane clockwork and bounty hunter and we were up against um a storm spirit ogre necro luna and silencer and i think just like the storm kind of had some early game pop off which made things difficult and our team is pretty heavy on the right click, um, you know, between mm. Drow and Snapfire. Um, so th- their Necro also ended up being a little bit of a problem. Silencer obviously is not fun to play against. So 
the turning point, at least for me, I don't know if, if it was necessarily for the game, but at some point we were starting to get tier four items and we got a Stormcrafter and Ooh. Zach was just casually like, oh, that'll be pretty good on you, Dazzle. Like, you know, for, for the dispel. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was totally thinking that too. <laughs> you know, <laughs> not, not thinking that at all. So uh, I picked it up and like, because it was so on my mind, like, oh yeah, I can use it as a dispel. Um, when a storm jumped me at one point, I was like, oh, nope, dispel. And it just set up for us to turn the fight. And it was great. And and then we won the game. <laughs> Like it was a really hard game <laughs> leading up until like minute 30, 40, but then we got our tier four items. Gothier was able to get double data lists. Like he finished his second one, <laughs> I'm seeing at 3727. So it was really just like late 30 minutes um between item progression and a stormcrafter on me that enabled me to get some clutch graves off. Like, we just won the game. It, it turned into, like, a really hard or close game to an incredibly easy game. Yeah, if you look at the graphs, you see it just, like, dive right before 40 minutes. Yeah. Like, dive in your favor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was that was my week in Dota. How's, how's your week in Dota been? Uh, oh, yeah, no, wait, uh, sorry. Oh, I want to do a, a weird transition. Oh, yeah, Spe- good speaking, one, good of, one. speaking of dive graphs, <laughs> how's your week in Dota been? <laughs> Uh, actually, actually, uh, <laughs> actually, actually, you failed. That's a, that's a no. wonderful transition. To <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's been, I mean, it's been a bunch of losses, but they've been fun and playing with nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, oh man, I played this, this very epic game with our own, uh, Sam, the plaid pirate. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It was me, Sam, Greg, Bob. I think a rando. Oh yeah, rando Sand King who went mid. That was weird. Like, we were like, does Sand King actually go mid? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've seen it sometimes in the DPC. Right. And this guy like owned. Oh. He he just went off, and we're like, I I thought okay, this guy's a Smurf, I guess, because he went like first item, bots, and was just like killing everyone he got like a refresher orb pretty early mm-hmm. um he just created a ton of space i had been carry axe sam was off lane uh chaos night mm. and i got a rampage charlene nice rampage yeah i have like four rampages in the seven years i've been playing dota and this is one of them i have one it's really sad. What? Yeah. You have so many games. I have a lot of games. Not not sorry, not to segue and bring it back to myself, but I just thought I'd throw that out there. I only have one rampage playing Dota for almost 8 years? Oof. Is that right? Oh wow. my god, I've been playing Dota for 8 years. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, we have. Wow. Um yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, nice. You got it like what was the fight? Uh we were pushing their mid tier one, and I think I like blinked in and, and got someone, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And then we continued the fight, and I don't even remember what was happening at that point. I just remember seeing like all of them in one really tight place, like <laughs> yeah. relatively near my hero. I think they were like all focusing Sam, maybe or, or Greg or Bob. Mm-hmm. 
And I just walked over and hit call. <laughs> and like four of them just like died. Wow. Yeah. So I got a rampage. So I'm doing my taunt, uh, dancing around. We push the tier. We push the mid. Kill the mid. Sam's whacking on the tier fours. Uh, then we're hitting their f- throne, and I blink past to try to kill one more person. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. And like 25 minutes later, we lost. <laughs> <laughs> and I think because uh, they had a bristle who just became unkillable, and. I was Jesus. wondering where the the dive graph transition would come in. Oh no! Okay. Yeah, I I blinked past, and Sam's like, "Oh, sorry, I was hitting the throne." I was like, "No, Sam, I'm sure that was the right thing to do." <laughs> and we were just laughing about it. <laughs> like twenty minutes later, we're like, "I don't think there's a way we can kill the Bristol. I think we just lost." Aww. And then afterwards, Sam puts in. Uh, and we're trying to think of like ways we could have done it. Like, we, we, ha- like three of us had silver edges. The game went really long. Mm-hmm. And then he points out in uh, our Discord, you know, if everyone had just hit the throne at thirty minutes, we would have just won right there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's actually true, isn't it? Probably. Um, but it was fun playing X Carry. X Carry is still fun. Yeah, and you got a rampage out of it, so. Yeah. As Gothier pointed out, because I was chatting with him afterwards, my feed just has the rampage. Mm. It doesn't say that I lost. Right. So people just know that I got a rampage, so it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Greg and I shared a milestone. Oh, what's that? Greg, Greg, sure, sure. And I, we, we stacked later on that evening. Mm-hmm. We hit minus 100 games together. You know, 100 <laughs> games underwater. that's friendship uh, yeah we have a 38.9 percent win rate with each other oh through thick and and thin yeah well it's yeah thin (laughs) uh, mostly but but, uh, is it thin or is it through thick or is it thick It, it might be thick right (laughs) <laughs> yeah maybe which one was it was this i played brood in one game no it was a specter i played specter okay and it didn't work specter uh, seems like at least for the animator specter seems pretty decent right now yeah the game just like didn't go long enough mm. oh this game oh they, the the opposing team had a sven and an oracle and the oracle was just super oh, good yeah like we, we all just, like, tipped the Oracle and, like, gave them all the praise in the world at the yeah, end. Yeah, like, good Oracle. They just destroyed us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Greg went to sleep. And after that, uh, I played one more game with the people who were in our stack. And mm-hmm. I picked Wraith King. Mm-hmm. And I, I did a Hector. Oh, you just farmed? And then you yes. carried? <laughs> yes. I had, nice. uh, <laughs> I had a 13-minute... Uh, phase buckler relic wow <laughs> yeah. wow that's impressive yeah i had links in lane with me shout out to links from digital who we played against last week and the the mm-hmm. the thing he was uh winter wyvern mm-hmm. and we were up against a kunkka off lane and every time the kunkka like misstepped slightly i just heard the the wyvern like lift up <laughs> yeah you know with the cue 
Yeah. And like he'd slow him and hit him with a blast and I'd let the boys go. And Kunkka would just get chased down by skeletons as I'm like farming creeps. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the team just created enough space. And I was able to just get my, ra- I had like a 15 something radiance. Incredible. I just walked at people and just kept walking at people. It was, uh, it was the dream. This wasn't <laughs> was... a graph dive though. You, you won that game. Oh yeah. Nice. Nice. It's just one of those where, like, you look at the open Dota last hits graph, and there's like one way above everyone else because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they just kept everyone tied up, and I was able to to just last hit creeps for, and like it, like with Wraith King, you don't even you can just walk up lanes, mm-hmm. so you're you're doing something. You know what I mean? You're not yeah. just like hanging out in the jungle like a bad AM, <laughs> right? Yeah, that was fun. So I'm I'm still undefeated on Wraith King. I'm nine and zero. Nice. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of being undefeated on certain heroes, want to talk about the news? (laughs) Sounds perfect. I love these segues. So one uh, player-hero combination that is no longer undefeated is Arteezy and Terrorblade. Uh, who Tiny was able to defeat? Yeah, it, was it seven and zero? Like he he was he had been he had played seven TB games and was successful. Is that right, or was it six? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I think it was I think it was seven and zero. Then he lost the one that he had to play on the same team as a Tiny. Right. So and he had two rapiers in that game. So a double <laughs> yeah. rapier, Arteezy seven and zero. Terrorblade was not good enough to counter <laughs> the terrible yeah. tiny pick. Yeah. To, to counter Abed Tiny. <laughs> and you, you'd think, wait, that's on his team. Uh, and and yes, it was. Mm. They had that cool play, I don't know, because I think you were watching too, because I think we are both watching. Yeah. Where they doomed Terrorblade, and then they did a double four-staff Tony toss back into Fountain, so Terrorblade didn't die. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. It's very that smooth. Cool. And then the next game, they picked Terrorblade for him, and he, he won. So they're in the grand finals. Mm-hmm. Have you you said you've been watching quite a bit of it? I have, yeah. Anything from these uh, this bracket stage stand out to you? Oh, what what a question! <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I've just been kind of watching to watch the game. I I feel like something that I'm distinctly bad at is ascribing what I'm watching to specific teams or players. So uh. I just kind of watch the game and I'm like, oh, look at that play or look at these picks. But I'm bad at like noticing patterns of like what the team is and what their style might be or synergies or anti-synergies or anything like that. So I've just been enjoying watching Dota, <laughs> but I cannot <laughs> answer your question. <laughs> 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 nothing stands out. <laughs> yeah, nothing really stands. I, it's just a lot of good Dota. I think there was one um, panelist, like interim, when they were talking about things. Like, if you just look at the the breakdown of the number of games that have been played, there are very few two O's, and I hmm. think that's kind of echoing my sentiment right now. It's just been really fun to watch. I feel like all of these teams, um, like there aren't that many stomps and 
just because T1 is specifically in my mind right now because I just saw them. Like, I, I just see so much fight in them every time. Like, I think in the upper bracket games yesterday against um, LGD, there was, like, again, just these turnarounds, and it's just so exciting. <laughs> like, all the games are, everything is just so exciting. So right now, I'm feeling very positively towards Dota. Nah, I think that's a good call. Mm-hmm. Just watching the, the EGT1 series here. Like, Game 3 started to look like a stomp. Right. And then there'd be, like, one or two team fights that T1 would win, and you you think to yourself, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, this is kind of even again. And like going into the game, um, draft wise, like T T one outdrafted. They should have, I think, yeah. won the game. But then just because of how EG ran their lanes and like letting um, Sand King solo against uh, an Elder Titan, and then they like it just went really well. They so EG did what they needed to, which was come out of the laning stage strong, and then they were able to leverage that, and it was just really exciting to watch. It was, it was good Dota. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it's so cool. Yeah. And the the individual plays being made by people. Oh yeah. Are so I'm so excited about uh, EG versus P- PSG. And EG. The... Um, what? I don't. I, I can't remember if EG hasn't won a major or if it's just Arteezy who hasn't won a major, but like this will potentially be an exciting final because there's some opportunity for like aha finally. Yeah, I, th- I think both. I don't think Ortiz just won a major because he wasn't on that secret team that won a major. Mm-hmm. And then OG won like every other major. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's both EG and uh And, and Star Tour. Okay. Um, what about you? Cool. What have you been noticing <laughs> in, in this major? Uh, yeah, I mean, just like the, the quality of the play. I had this theory that a bunch of... That like the hero pool was very restricted, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's any more restricted. Zal's and I started looking at like past tournaments, and I think it's kind of the same as all of them. Um, you know, tournaments kind of develop their own hero pools, but it's not like crazily narrow, right? And uh, there've been some fun picks. I w- one thing that that struck me is the way like the meta sh- not shifted, but like, a couple of heroes that were super popular early, like, aren't anymore. And a couple others kind of came up. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think I remember a lot of AA and TA picks. Well, there's still a few TA picks. Um, yeah. But, like, AA, for one, has kind of fallen off. I think it was very heavily contested early on. And, like, now it's kind of fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 A's one, uh, Hoodwink started getting picked later. Mm, mm-hmm. People weren't picking Hoodwink. And I guess there was a game, I think it was yesterday, when someone, one of the cat, like one of the casters or analysts was making fun of a Hoodwink pick. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, it was EG. EG had a Hoodwink pick. And then Crit just like owned the game with Hoodwink. Yeah. Um, and so I think you'd, you'd see Hoodwink picked a bit more. And Hoodwink has a good win rate. Uh, Winter Wyvern's been really big lately. Mm-hmm. Have and you seen Wyvern a lot in your pubs? I'm curious. Not really. No. 
And there was one was game it? where a wyvern was picked, and then the opposite team like immediately followed up with a phoenix, and that was kind of exciting to me because I thought about it a little bit more, and I was like, yeah, phoenix is a really good counter pick to wyvern because wyvern. Uh, is like a great either engager or counter engager due to curse Mm -hmm. Uh, and kind of like interspersed they're also um, annoying because of cold embrace but phoenix is similarly like a great engager or counter engager that can just feed off of a winner's curse and in fact the curse kind of sets up for a great phoenix egg Mm. um and then it Phoenix doesn't care about Cold Embrace at all because Phoenix just pumps out pumps out all this magic damage, so yeah, that true. was like one thing I did think or see. Um, I, I kind of wanted to go back to talking about Hoodwink because I initially agreed with the panel. I think is specifically Effie, who was voicing like a lot of dislike for Hoodwink, <laughs> uh, and, um, like her her argument if I recall correctly, is that there are just other heroes that do things better. And like, as she was saying it, I was like, yeah, yeah, I kind of agree. Like if you want some, if you want break, like go for something else that's more reliable. If you want lockdown, like go for your lion. If you want burst, go for this other thing. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But then what I realized is that Hoodwink gives you all of those. (laughs) Whereas those other (laughs) heroes, you have to separately pick different things and and the one that she didn't mention which i think is what makes hoodwink so good is how evasive hoodwink is yeah right like all those other heroes you don't quite like nyx is maybe the closest that i can think of but nyx is melee and nyx is also somewhat niche because you want to pick it into like more of an int lineup where um Mm. where the actual lockdown is a little bit less reliable and i think hoodwink's potential lockdown not just on like reliability for one hero but for cluster for an aoe is really strong so um i'm i i am on the hoodwink bandwagon and think that she is actually an incredible hero yeah i thought you watching those games maybe want to play hoodwink <laughs> yeah like the the things you can do with so little is really inspiring yeah mm-hmm yeah, you don't need like you can obviously like go core and get a maelstrom sure. and yeah. use it and stuff, but yeah, it just has like a position five with no items, right? You just blow up team fights. Looks really fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, with respect to the meta, uh, you might be aware Tiny is not good. What? Yeah, no. Yes, our favorite hero, Tony, <laughs> who has not had a positive win rate in three years in professional Dota. Hashtag Tiny Watch. Tiny so, Watch, dude. Like, why Why is Tiny so bad? I have a theory. H- hit me with it. Okay, here's my theory as to why it's picked a lot. Okay. Right? In a, like, Tiny blows people up. Yes. And, like, secures lanes. Right? Because he'll be a four and he'll go from lane to lane and, and gank and like his his damage output in a gank is like second to none. Mm-hmm. And so all these pro players play Tiny a ton in pubs. Even like pro pubs, right? Where like everyone's rank 100 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just owns these games. 
but professional teams are good enough to be able to play from like having not won lanes that well. Mm-hmm. And so you have Tiny out there and he roams and he kills a couple people and he sets his cores up. But the other team's like, all right, well, you know, that happened, but we can just play around it and make sure that our cores have enough going forward. And then Tiny falls off tremendously if he has no items. Um, especially once you hit that point where he doesn't blow someone up anymore. And then he's like completely useless unless from the very beginning you were farming on him to become like a position one. Because I think he falls off harder than like any other uh, roaming support. Do you think he falls off and doesn't have any way to recover? Because Not I... against... Yeah, not against a coordinated enough team. Mm-hmm, got it. Because I guess I I like to imagine that those early peaking cores, they usually have some kind of um, like re, re-amplification of relevance, like if it gets late, late game. And yeah. I'm wondering if Tiny doesn't fill that and that's why he's bad. I think he can fill it, but he needs so much because mm-hmm. he has zero agility. Yeah. And so he has, like, if you're going to make him a right clicker, he cannot right click without at least Assault Cure Ass, probably some other stuff, maybe a, an Echo Saber. Even then, an Echo Saber is like, you can reasonably do right click damage once every whatever four seconds, whatever the cooldown for, for Echo is. Mm-hmm. And so if you have him as a position one and you can keep like a progression of items up through farming, he will eventually get there. And, you know, if he's like six slotted with an Aghanim shard, he can right click as well as as most very good right clickers. But if you're not farming and if you're roaming and and creating space, whether it's as a four or two, Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, well, now I have to get like items just to be able to do right clicking true because he's slow and he attacks impossibly slow yeah he needs some so attacks like, he needs like either an ac or if not like a moon shard or some something with attack speed yeah like if yeah. you're if you're building him right click you could be you know uh treads to wraith bands a drum or something i think a drum is fine on him mm-hmm. um and like progress, you know, to have increased move speed with your items and have increased attack speed with your items, have any armor with your items. Because if he doesn't have any armor, uh, he just gets right clicked like twice by an actual carry and he's dead. Because <laughs> his armor is, well, I mean, I guess he has the armor from, from Grow. Yeah, he has Grow armor. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I remember an older theory of yours, which was just that, um, Teams that pick Tiny don't necessarily want to pick Tiny. It's just that they get pigeonholed into like, oh, well, what do we have? And then they pick it. Um, do you think that's still been the case? Because I've kind of been noticing that Tiny isn't necessarily a late pick. Like they'll, It's it's usually like second phase, right? Yeah, people, a lot of teams pick Tiny pretty early this game. Yeah, this so it tournament. seems like they actually want Tiny for a reason. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even the even the commentators are making fun of it. Right. Yeah, I remember Aoi <laughs> mentioning that Tiny's bad. 
I don't know, yeah, dude. Like his his only contribution in that game with the the two rapiers that we talked about was, like, <laughs> I made the joke in Discord. Tiny owns the early game. He roams around. He kills people. He creates a ton of space. Mm-hmm. And then he can occasionally throw someone back into your fountain when you're defending your tier fours. Because, of course, you're defending your tier fours. You have a tiny. Right. Like, you don't want to have to throw your... You don't want your position to throw your carry into your fountain. Mm-hmm. Um, although he did have a nice toss of the, the enemy jug back into the fountain. Yes. But. But it yeah, wasn't I, enough like, to win the game. <laughs> no, and his, and his, like his, his ganking contribution is doesn't scale, right? Like because he doesn't keep people from firing off BKB like a lion that runs around. You mm-hmm. know, blink hex, blink stun. The hex, like the stun, doesn't do as much damage. Uh, you know, proportionally later in the game. Mm-hmm. But dude's still stunned, so when your team comes over, they can kill him before he hits PKB. Tiny's like, you know, toss rocks, and guy hits PKB and walks away. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Puck is still very good. Puck, yeah. I, I, I'm not happy about that. I think Puck is <laughs> a really strong hero. <laughs> yeah. And I don't necessarily like that it's getting the spotlight <laughs> and I just don't want to fight pucks in my pubs. Yeah, it's never fun to go up against a puck, is yeah. it? But there's people who are good at puck. Yeah. There are. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't want to play against them. Speaking of other yeah, things puck- you don't want to play against. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna move on to the hero of the week? Um yeah, I mean is there anything else in in news? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, great stuff. We got the, the EU quals coming up. Yeah. Oh, let's do a, let's like... do a prediction because we're recording this right now before the grand finals. So it's okay. PSG LGD versus T1. Or sorry, 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 sorry. PSG LGD versus EG. Yeah. Um. Um. I'm going to give it to PSG LGD. Yeah. I think that they are more adaptable in the game. And whereas EG, I kind of see them as like having what they're good at and they do it really well, but they're kind of limited in terms of versatility. And I, yeah, I think in the end, because if gameplay is good then the thing that will help you win is if you can bring better innovation or like in the moment whatever okay what about you what do you think yeah i think it's gonna be psg uh in four games do three to one. Oh, ooh, going that far um yeah i, I, I think agree PSG with that win one, one. eg win one psg win two yeah PSG was the team in the group stages that cliffed Arteezy three times in one game. <laughs> like, obviously, intentionally, too. Right. Um, so, like, they are one of my favorite teams now, because that was funny. <laughs> there was one interview with, um, I, I I'm forgetting the name of the player, but they were interviewing him after another series and asked about that, I think. And and his response was just like, I don't know, I'm just playing the game. I saw a, a character, I saw a cliff, so I did it. Like, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just so nonchalant. It's just like, yeah, yeah, I'm just playing Dota. Yeah, so do you, do you have any predictions about the qualifiers? Because we know, we know what teams automatically qualified for TI now. And so we know who has to go through the, mm-hmm. the open quals. I do think OG will make it through. Really? Yeah, I, I think this is kind. Of, I don't necessarily think they'll run away with TI again this year, but I think they have enough fight in them to like buckle down and be like, "Oh, okay, we." I mean, this is what we do. We <laughs> don't play Dota for eighty percent of the year, and then leading up to it, then we turn things on. So I, I expect them almost to at least do well in the qualifiers, but um, I would kind of be disappointed, but it would be incredibly exciting if they, again, also did well, like, all through TI. Yeah, yeah that's tough. I mean, because you got to pick against Nigma because Nigma are not at TI yet. Oh, that's uh, true. So They're they not. have to go through, oh. and they look so good oh. right now. Uh, no, do then- we know how many spots there are for... For uh, you? Yeah. Yeah, one. Oh. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a horse of a different color. <laughs> yeah, it's all those teams. It's Viking.gg, OG, uh, Brame, Tundra, Nigma, all fighting for one spot. Liquid. Oh. I mean, good thing Arian's not here because he, he would be like, what? You're going to... you're." You're going against my boy Curl. <laughs> Curl's um, my boy. I no, I I I, eh. I mean it's harder, but I I I still want to give No Tail my energy. I really enjoy okay. OG as a team, and I want the best for them. So, except for Seb. <laughs> Seb. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like OG kind of like took a heel turn when they complained about people making fun of them. Mm, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I don't I don't know what the I don't know what to feel about it. I mean, I'll root for uh, Vikin.gg for our vegetable boy yeah. celery, but I don't know. I like so many of those teams. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another big one, NA. What? Uh, NA, what N- how many slots and what teams are up for it? Uh, they they got one. Each of these qualifiers is one. Okay. But since Quincy and EG both qualified through points. Huh. Um, someone else gets to go. <laughs> okay, nice. Yeah, so it could be uh, Undying mm-hmm. with with Dubu. It could be the new EE stack. <laughs> yeah. Sure, it could be. <laughs> uh, I think I think EE is on four Zoomers now. They kicked someone to put uh, EE on it. Okay, because because uh, uh, it could be Monkey's team. Mm. What's that one? Simply two based. What's that one? I'm I'm a gold supporter of them. What's the name of the team? <laughs> uh, they all have a shot now because because Quincy Crew did so well in the major. Cool. Um, uh, monkeys. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'll root for them. I I I'll be rooting for all the teams except yeah. uh, the EE team. Now, Four Zoomers, I think doesn't have. Yeah, Four Zoomers does not have. Uh, EE on it. Okay. But uh, yeah, there is an EE stack. It's like, come on. <laughs> he like literally just killed his previous team. 
You know what would have prevented him from killing his previous team, Charlene? What? Tiny? If someone had cast <laughs> Shallow Grave on it. You ready for Hero of the Week? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Astute listeners would know that our hero of the week this week is Dazzle. Dazzle. So you played Dazzle earlier this week. I also played Dazzle earlier this week. Nice. I did not um, describe it in my feelings. Mm-hmm. Although I just remembered how absolutely OP this hero can be. Pretty good hero. Um, how do we want to break this, break this down? Do you want to do skills and I'll do lore? Okay, sounds good. Okay. All right, so while you're reading lore, I will describe our purple boy here. Dazzle is a ranged intelligence hero, uh, frequently played as a support. Uh, He has pretty good stat game, uh, decent armor, kind of, you know, middle of the road rest of his stuff. Uh, He has uh, some very interesting abilities, though, that are kind of unique to him. So his Q is Poison Touch. It releases a cone of poison that strikes multiple enemy units, which deals damage over time and slows them. And then any time the targets get attacked, the debuff duration is refreshed. So the number of targets goes from 2 to 8. The DPS goes from 16 to 52. The slow goes from 14 to 20%. The duration goes from 4 seconds to 7 seconds. And the cast range goes scales from 500 to 800 and the cooldown scales down from 27 to 18 yeah and it's Uh, really good for any kind of um right click hero uh because it reapplies each time Mm -hmm. super good you can you can get a lot of kills as a dazzle support by poison touch like if you're just trading with the other support like if you're interrupting poles or something and Mm -hmm. you poison touch them Mm-hmm. And then they try to run away. You can just keep following them and keep applying the the DPS and the slow, yeah. and they don't realize it's never going to end. <laughs> also, illusions procket. Yeah, which I didn't realize until I was watching a game from Arian's WLDL team, and they had a Naga Dazzling, and Naga just like sicked his illusions on someone for the entire duration of the illusions. The person had poison touch on them. Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty wild. <laughs> Uh, his W is Shallow Grave. Uh, This is the one your allies will complain you did not cast on them. Right. It makes someone unable to die, uh, except in very limited circumstances. You cast on someone, they get like a purple circle around them. At least with my cosmetics, I think it's pretty similar for everyone. Mm -hmm. The duration goes from 4 seconds up to 5.5 seconds. The cast range from 700 to 1,000. It used to be a lot shorter, the cast range, I think, in the past. And then the cooldown goes from 36 seconds down to 18. This makes their HP stop at 1 if it is being counted down. uh, And they cannot go below 1 for the duration of Shallow Grave. Mm. Uh, That's that's it. That's all it does, but that's also huge. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, It can be broken by Axe. Uh, Axe's dunk 
which automatically kills someone if they have very low HP, can go through Shallow Grave. Is there, are there other things that go through Shallow Grave? I'm reading the little bullet point here, and it says it does not protect target against Culling Blade or Wraith Delay Expiring, which I guess makes sense. So if someone, if an uh, ally has uh, is a Wraith due to Wraith King's Agonims, and you cast Shallow Grave on it, but it is about to expire, it doesn't matter. Like, it'll still expire. The Grave won't keep it alive any longer. Which huh. is super niche. So basically the only thing that can go through it is Culling Blade. Yeah. And it and the Axe game I played earlier, I was against the Dazzle. I picked Axe because the opposing guy picked Dazzle. <laughs> right, yeah. And, who oh boy, Shallow Grave is like a, a giant glowing arrow with someone. <laughs> it's like, like come oh, dunk me. oh, there is someone who's very low. Got it. <laughs> and he would keep casting on himself as I was chasing him. It was very sad. <laughs> I felt bad for him. But I still did it. Dazzle's E is Shadow Wave. Uh, it sends out a bolt of power that arcs between allies, healing them while damaging any enemy units standing nearby. Dazzle is always healed by Shadow Wave. So that heals uh, from four up to seven targets for 80 up to 140 HP. Damages the same within 185 units. And the Shadow Wave can jump to allies within 475 unit radius. Cooldown scales from 14 down to 8. Uh, and here's something to know. All of his abilities deal physical damage. So Poison Touch and Shadow Wave are both physical. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're affected by minus armor. So if you somehow apply minus armor to them... Somehow. They'll take extra, yeah, they'll, they'll take extra damage. I always forget that it even does that, but... <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, Shadow Wave, here's my hot take, Charlene. What is it? People think Shadow Wave is like a heal, but I don't think it's as important oh, uh, yeah. a heal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. Everybody thinks of Sh Dazzle as like a healing hero, but I don't think he is. I think he's an aggressive hero. The lore would agree with you. Ah, oh. very good. Very good. I'm excited. Um <laughs> So then we get to his ultimate, which is a passive, Bad Juju. It passively reduces cooldowns on Dazzle's abilities and items. Anytime he casts a spell within 1200 radius, nearby enemies have their armor reduced by 2, scaling up to 2.5. The debuff stacks and refreshes the duration. Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, the cooldown reduction starts at 26% and scales up to 50%. That is a cooldown reduction on... All of his abilities, so if you notice that his abilities tend to have fairly high cooldowns, uh, it's because at 18th level they're half that. Yep. And all of his items and neutral items, yep. uh, which we'll get into in a bit, because that is like all the talk about Dazzle. Why don't you tell us about his lore right now? Sure. So Dazzle is part of this group of people um, who... As part of their like coming of age, they go through a spiritual journey um, through mm. the Nothal realm, actually. So that's like a voice line that you'll often hear Dazzle say. And <clears throat> part of this like clan or uh, whatever, um, Dazzle is actually the youngest one to ever go through this. And it's only because the elders kind of like saw something special in Dazzle. 
And -hmm. eventually they let him go through this. And, you know, there was some hesitancy because going through the Nothal realm and like completing the spiritual journey is unpredictable. And sometimes it says that people will return mad and others will return with strange aptitudes. Um, But anyways, the, the strange aptitude that Dazzle came back with was an ability to um, balance uh, healing with harm. Uh, again, another one of his phrases. Um, yeah. <laughs> and he does this to cut down his enemies as well as mend his friends. So he basically just tripped out and then came back <laughs> as a <laughs> double-edged sword. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's Dazzle. Yeah, that makes sense. He's, uh, yeah, spiritual journey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He just, he says that all the time. Yep. Uh, as you're walking around, he clinks and clanks, right? He, he sounds like, like Pudge. Yes, he does. It It's very triggering to me because I will sometimes misbelieve that there is a Pudge in my game and like, oh, I got to dodge a hook. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, someone said that in the game I was playing. Like, I, I right? TP'd in or, or four-staffed up, and someone's like, oh, God, I thought there was a punch near me. Right. Like, that's one thing that Dota does really, really well. It, the sound design in this game is incredible. Yeah. And this is one spot where they the sounds are just a little bit too close, and it really takes a toll on you. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, so, I think he's really fun to play. I think there's always stuff you got to do. There's always something to, to work with. I think Poison Touch is, is super good to chase people down with and be aggressive with. Uh, he's not just like a sit in lane and babysit kind of support, even though some people think that he that he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can go through his talents because uh, we didn't do that. Sure. So his, his talent at level 10 is either 1.75 mana regen, which is quite a bit for level 10, or 50 damage. Um which is again is a lot for level ten, although you don't right click as much with him because you have so much stuff to so many other buttons to hit. Yeah. Unless you wanna go right click dazzle, which is totally a thing. If you wanna do a core dazzle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you could do that. I, I kinda wanna do that. Mm-hmm. Uh level fifteen you have sixty attack speed. Mm-hmm. Uh or plus two hundred twenty five heal on shallow grave end. Uh I don't care for the heal on shallow grave end one because I think like uh, the person's gonna die anyway if they're gonna die at the end of shallow grave. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but if you're not ever right clicking, maybe the attack speed's wasted. What do you think? What did you take? I took the heal uh, only because they had like a necro, and I felt like it was important uh, to be able to provide as much healing as possible but that's a good point yeah if they, yeah actually that's a really good point if they have like a, a radiance or a necro or something that will just instantly kill someone at one yeah it makes sense but in general i think i agree that the attack speed um broadly synergizes a little bit better it helps you keep your uh your cue on them and refreshing things mm. true And at level 20, you have plus 36 Poison Touch DPS, uh, which is quite a quite a lot. Mm-hmm. It takes up to 88 damage per second. Uh, or 30 move speed, uh, which nowadays is, is a huge move speed talent. 
It is. I usually take because I always take the move speed talent. Um, <laughs> but I think the poison touch DPS is probably really good. I like good. the poison touch, yeah. Yeah, it's probably good. <laughs> uh, and then at level 25, you have plus 0.5 bad juju armor reduction. Uh, or minus 32% poison touch slow, which turns the poison touch slow to 52% slow. Uh, that is essentially on all the time on everyone. It's got to be that, right? Um, yeah, I, I like the poison touch um, skill as well. Yeah. Uh, his Aghanim Scepter. Oh, it's actually good. Causes Shadow Wave to dispel allies yes. and adds 100 to the heal and damage. Um, that's really good if you need dispels constantly. Yeah. Because you're... The shard, you'll, though. You can cast every four seconds. Um, what? Did you talk about the shard? Because I, I, that was while I was reading, so I don't know if you talked about it. No, no, go uh, ahead. Why don't you... the, shard is, yeah. <laughs> the shard is what makes Dazzle chef kiss. Um, so Aghanim's shard it applies a... How long is it? A 2.75 scaling up to... 5.75? No, that's not right. No, it's just a 1.25 second. Where where do I see that? Uh, oh, there it I'm is. Client. Oh, okay. Yeah. 1.25 second um, hex <laughs> on your poison touch. So yes. you have a potential AoE hex that puts their move speed down to like real low so that you can really make sure to lay into them. And yeah. it is also going to be on you know, a pretty low cooldown once you're level 18. Um, so you have a nine-second AoE hex, which is insane. Yep. <laughs> that instantly kills all illusions. Yes. <laughs> it's very good against PL. We played against them in a PL game. Mm-hmm. And the cloud of, of things would come at us, and they would just clear them all out. Eight of them would be gone immediately. Um, I think he counters, like, durable illusion. Like, CK... Oh, no, CKs don't die to hex now um but i think terribleeds and nagas do so it clears them out uh, it's just it's a, a aoe hex every nine seconds like you said it's yeah, crazy it's great and then now can we talk a bit about bad juju sure and how op this is uh it's sure <laughs> <laughs> it's two armor reduction. No, I don't even, like, like I said, I, didn't even, I wasn't even aware of the armor reduction and exactly how it worked. 50% cooldown reduction, Charlene. The the CDR is great. Um, actually, and I the armor reduction is really great too because all of Dazzle's spells are physical. Yeah. And and such low cooldown that the stacking like really adds up. Yep. Charlene. Um, yeah, what? Guardian Greaves. Guardian 20 Greaves. Second, yeah. 20 second cooldown. Yep, that's what I was going for in my game before I ended up getting Stormcrafter, because I uh, I think I had like the mech and the arcane boot, but I didn't quite have enough yet for the recipe to finish my boots, so the, yeah, yeah. the Stormcrafter came at an incredibly strong time to provide the immediate dispel that I would have needed against like a Storm and a Silencer. But on, but then on top of that, I was able to eventually build Arcane, uh, or sorry, Greaves and have a 20 second cooldown, heal, dispel. It's so good. Yeah. Not, also, Stormcrafter, by the way, 12 and a half second cooldown. Mm. Mm. Oh, I didn't even like, think about that. I didn't think about the, the CDR. Oh, yeah. 
Oh. Yeah, the neutral items. Oh. Like, the most OP neutral item for Dazzle is the trusty shovel. <laughs> because you have all the you have all the salves. Mm-hmm. You get extra bounty runes. You have all the mangoes. I was just walking around. Like, anytime someone would walk past you, I'd be like, here's a salve. Here's a salve. Yeah. And we had some rando. It was like, thanks, man. It's like, dude, I have eight. It doesn't matter. He's like, like I was only missing 12 HP. And you're like, yeah, but I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I got it all. And then uh, Enchanted Quiver. Ooh. A two, two and a half second cooldown on Enchanted Quiver. Mm-hmm. Which is like every other attack. Oh, if you get attack speed and you happen to get a Mind Breaker. Yeah. You can just have like constant hexes. Oh, so so much potential. But the, yeah, the 50% cooldown reduction is very strong. <laughs> yeah. 50% cool. And what what are the other ones? Um, what's that going in the game? Lotus Orb. Ooh, Lotus Orb, yep. 83% uptime Lotus Orb on your carry. This in and of itself might have been a large factor into why Necronomicon was removed from the game. Yeah, right. Yeah. How about how about this one, Charlene? Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this item, Solar Crest? <laughs> yeah, and that synergizes so well with Dazzle. What if you had two? Mm. You can cast it twice. It has 200% uptime, and you don't get a double penalty. So I was walking around. You don't, two of my heroes. So you get a double, like, um, deep debuff, or what would it be called? No. You get a double whatever on the enemy, but you don't get it on yourself. No, you get two. You get to do it every six seconds, but it lasts twelve seconds. And okay. so, I had two of my allies had six armor, fifty attack speed, and ten percent movement speed, mm-hmm. and I just lost six armor. Wow. And. You could like you could take six armor, fifty attack speed, and ten percent movement speed from Roche and give it to your carry. Right. Hundred percent up, two hundred percent up time. Um, I'm just blown away by by how good these things are. I got a the the big one that that really surprised me. I got a ninja gear. Oh, I mean uh, that's the self smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Guess right. what? One hundred or at least at least one hundred percent uptime on it. Oh. <laughs> the entire end game, I was smoked behind my team, casting all my spells and all my items on them. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I was like, they can't see me. This is this is it. This yeah. is the end of the game. This is just like the just tip of here. the theory crafting iceberg. Yeah, because I because I, I knew Solar Crest was really good, and so I'm like, well, I'll, I'll get a Solar Crest because I can have two mm-hmm. uh, for the price of one, uh, and then it just. I mean, the game just kept going. I mean, double Gleipnir. You could do anything you want. <laughs> but I think with the neutral items is where it like just goes totally nutty. Right. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like... Because neutral items are also um, new, like relatively newer to the game. So I feel like it makes it especially hard to balance around yeah. that. Yeah. 80% uptime Glimmer Cape. It's unreal. Yeah. Witchblade you could do for <laughs> 60. Witchblade would go every four and a half seconds. You could apply the three second poison with your witchblade if you had a witchblade. Oh, wow. That's actually, that <laughs> synergizes real well with a core dazzle. Yeah. Oh. 
Oh, jam. <laughs> is that, that that's not like I don't think of Witchblade on Cordazzle as part of his build. No, because people don't know. Right. All right. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Heard it here yeah, first, so I, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's he's the best hero in the game. Mm-hmm. And everyone says like his laning phase isn't good, and I guess it's not. But whatever. You get late, and then there's two solar crests, and yeah, no one can do anything, and no one can see you. Like he's such he's a so good, good mid hero because there are certain mid heroes who have a farming pattern of just pushing out the wave and yeah. and then going back and like doing their own camp and like making it hard for the enemy mid to have to farm under their tower and like dazzle pushes out the wave and does damage while doing that and yeah. like yeah mid dazzle witchblade um first sounds good 100% uptime. <laughs> this is stupid. Can you imagine getting an Octarine on top of all of this? Like, we've just been doing everything just based on da- Dazzle's bad juju. But what if you yeah. also throw in an Octarine core, which is pretty good? Yeah, I believe I had one in this game. You did? <laughs> nice. No, no, I was I was going for it. I had, I had an Aether Lens. I was, I was working my way over there. I stopped off to get to grab Greaves. Uh, um, but in the, in the guy farms so fast. He does, yeah. So yeah, that game I was just chilling behind Praetor's Medusa, just solar cresting her the whole time, and Lotus orbing her. She's like, "Why do I have illusions?" Because <laughs> like, a Phantom Lancer shot his thing at you, and I lotused it. <laughs> I mean, I was just lotusing him randomly. I didn't actually aim for it, but I'll pretend I did it. Um, yeah. Oh, what's it? Manta style? Which <laughs> is probably not. Just worth keeps it. going. Six six second cooldown on transfer spell block from Lincoln Sphere. I mean everything. Yeah. Just, yeah, you gotta you gotta just do it all the time. Ten second cooldown on hex from side the vice. I yeah I really want to play like core like you could play offlane dazzle, like dazzle clock or something three four. Mm-hmm. And just get like a super early greaves on a twenty second cooldown. Go play Dazzle. <laughs> Go play Dazzle, yeah. I'm really intrigued by this Witchblade idea. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even think of that until I, I just, like, moused over it. Yeah. And I saw it's, it's passive cooldowns, nine seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you had, like, an Octarine Core and a Spell Prism, you could probably get down to 100% uptime on Witchblade debuff. Although if you had all, if you had like an octarine core, your in wouldn't be as high. But um, you have true strike. Yeah, with the neutral items, it just becomes nutty. Mm-hmm. Although I did check a couple things. Uh, like what, what was the neutral item you mentioned? Stormcrafter, Stormcrafter right? Stormcrafter, yeah. Yeah the the every three second passive zap. Yeah. Uh, stays at three seconds. Oh, okay. And I looked up uh, Holy Locket, which is like a super hot item now in the pro scene. And it does not gain charges any quicker. Gain charges, gain charges any quicker? Oh my goodness. It, it does. So. <laughs> but the fact that you would think about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm like, <laughs> like, everybody's buying Locket now. So I'm like. Oh wait, maybe like I didn't every even five know seconds. that there was a cooldown to gaining charges. 
Like, isn't it just counting a... the number of things around you? No, the the locket gains charges every 10 seconds. It gains one charge just passively. Oh, is that how that works? <laughs> it, yeah, in addition to the, thought, the old way. I thought also, the yeah. only thing about locket was just that you can, like, transfer the health, heal, whatever. No, yeah, you can do that, but it also... It also passively um, gains... Oh, yeah. all right. Today I learned. Also... If you're taking a mid, Charlene, uh-huh. get that Midas. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Get that Midas. That's so. Don't don't forget the <laughs> OG build. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean that to oh. throw shade at OG. I I meant like the original gangster mid. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I mean, I I love Meteor Hammer. I think it's a great item on every hero. Mm-hmm. I mean, twelve second cooldown on Meteor Hammer. <laughs> yeah. I can now push towers as Dazzle. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Uh, I want to head over to Noobs Ass Noobs. Uh, speaking of tower pushing as Dazzle, yes. <laughs> Dora le Destroyer asks. Which hero has the best death animation? Gyrocopter. Yeah. Ah, that's a good one. Like I think I, I think all the the mechanoid ones are in the top tier for this because they all kind of like have their their suit of armor, whatever kind of breakdown. But I like gyros yeah. especially because there's this there's an extra like upward flare, there's a dramatic like falling <laughs> and then crumble of his ship. Yeah, he flies up and almost like starts to do a loop. Right. And then yeah, falls out it's of the so sky. dramatic. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I was gonna say anyone killed by Terrorblade Arcana. Oh. Uh, when he, yeah, when he's, I think when he's metamorphed with the Arcana, mm-hmm. and he kills a hero, it like collapses into a little ball of light and then fizzles. Mm. Which presumably is the same color as your Arcana. I don't know though. Oh. I I have to I've been look out it. for that. I don't think I've like specifically noticed that. Yeah, I, I suspect a team might be picking it in the grand finals. Ah. <laughs> so there may be an opportunity to see it. But I'm pretty sure it gives you a custom um, kill hero animation. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to pick that. If not, when he dies, it does that, I think. Mm-hmm. And that one looks cool. Next question is from Onair or Main Pine Scent. Uh, in our Discord, we have two different names, uh, so our apologies to whoever it might be. They ask, Father's Day is coming up. Which Dota characters would make the best and worst parents? He wants hero couples, like Jug and CM. They always seem to be together. Hmm. Uh, that does make sense. They do always seem to be together. I was thinking my favorite couple, as, as you're probably aware, is Tusk and Bristleback. I don't I I don't know if I see them they like They would make good parents though. Yeah, I don't I don't see them like they have their romantic comedy movie with, where they meet mm-hmm. and fall in love, but then I I don't I don't think there's a follow-up. I don't know about parents. Yeah. Um I I think the way to go about this question is specifically with the couples, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, probably. so another good couple I can think of is Warlock Spectre and um, mm. 
Caudal Legion. Le- okay. I, I would not yeah, want would... Legion as a parent, actually. So <laughs> let's strike oh, yeah. that one. You don't think so? No. What? She's just gonna bark orders and like that's not a loving household. You're never gonna do well enough. No. And then Caudal as a dad is. Uh, yeah, I don't know about Connell. Uh, yeah. Um, Warlock Spectre. How about that one? I like Warlock. I think Warlock would be a good dad. Yeah. I could see Warlock having a family who comes by for Father's Day. <laughs> what about Spectre, though? Huh? Spectre as a mom seems kind of. Yeah, aloof. Kind of distant. <laughs> Not quite <Yeah>. there. <laughs> Always <laughs> randomly disappearing, but then coming back. <laughs> Yeah, I you know I, as a parent, I think a heel is always good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So War- Warlock's definitely good there because your kids are sick. It's just such a pain in the neck. Yep, yep. Uh, so sh- being able to shadow word people. Yeah. Any other combos? I, it's not really a combo, but I I think of either Venge and Drow or Venge and Luna as a combo, just because they're very like mm. right clicky and aura-y. Um, yeah. I could see them. Yeah. Yeah. They could be good. I mean, Drow, I think, was... Right? Wasn't she, like, driven out of her homeland? She was. She was uh, She was an orphan? Or, like, brought up by another race yeah, of yeah. elves or something. So I think she would, like, really put a lot of effort in mm-hmm. uh, with her children and, and make sure that they have that, that grounding that she lacked. Right. And Venge is probably there too because she was kicked out of Venge her. Venge is land. protective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They swap the kid out of the way. <laughs> uh, it's like a. Swap know, the kid. If they're, if, oh. if they're caught in a chronosphere. Right. <laughs> yeah. I like Venge Drow. I think that's a really good one. Yeah. All right. That, that wasn't right a Father's Day, so. <laughs> No, I guess not. I guess that's a Mother's Day episode, right? Um, uh, well, yeah. What about? Fa- I mean, I think I think Warlock was a very good choice Warlock. there. Ursa, Ursa would be a good father. Oh, for the Cubs, for the Cubs, of course. Ursa and, and I don't know whoever who the mama with, bear is. Yeah, who goes with Ursa? Well, <laughs> I, don't I don't know what combo. Like, CM combos well with Ursa. That's true. So. But doesn't he, he even he even references a mama bear, right? Does he? Like it would be worse if this were a mother bear or something. Isn't there some line like that? Maybe. I only know for the cubs. So I'm gonna say that the mother bear is canon. Got it. <laughs> and so yeah, but he, yeah, he would be a good dad. That's true. Yeah. Actually protective. Mm-hmm. Uh, A2K, uh, first time, long time, asks. Why do you think we like Dota so insanely good at predicting developments in the pro scene? Um, Alliance Liquid carry ask. Yeah, Arian's predictions were like all correct. Leading <laughs> <laughs> to this. Why are we so good? Um, and we are good. We are kind of ahead of the meta on a lot of things. We're ahead of the casters on Tiny Watch. Mm-hmm. Carry Axe was Baze from like years ago. Yep. Buying Manta on Axe. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we just make a lot of predictions. 
<laughs> so at least some of them got to be right. And then we just pat yeah, ourselves it's... on the back for the good ones. <laughs> exactly. We just remember the ones we got right. Right. Um, I think that probably has a lot to do with it. We talk a lot. And so you're just going to, you know, it's like the shotgun approach. Mm-hmm. I was going to say it's, um, you know, by, by nature of not being serious players, like our community, I think just kind of fosters randomly trying out stuff and, and theory crafting. Mm. And, but at the same time, like fourth spirit, I think is the more legitimate source for theory crafting. <laughs> so. Yeah. But the, I don't, I mean, with the exception of Guthrie, I don't think they do as much wacky stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Gothard does a lot of wacky stuff yeah. <laughs> and I, I think there might be something to that that like we don't find ourselves bound by any conceptions at all right and we, we don't find ourselves bound by preconceptions because we have such incomplete conceptions yes. of the game to begin with <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter and we can pick things like carry axe so we just the answer is we just stumble into things by being fools <laughs> <laughs> yep so thank you for listening, everyone. Yes, thank you. Uh, on on that note, let's transition to uh, saying goodbye and thanking our listeners. Come to our Discord. You can find a link at welikedoter.com. Uh, come play with us. Uh, come lose games with Greg and I and win games with Charlene's Luna. <laughs> yeah, thanks for tuning in. All right, bye-bye. Bye.